This isn't your typical podcast for working moms. This is Bad Moms in Business, a podcast that believes that empowered women empower women. Here are your hosts, Bridget Robertson, Amanda Sharp, and Danielle Monahan. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bad Moms in Business, the podcast. And today we are honoring our veterans because it is veterans day or as danielle says veterans day you know i'm not really sure why i say it like that it's like tomato tomato real realtor realtor yeah but there's really only one correct way to say any of those (laughs) but you know what people know what you mean so it's that's true i feel like i flop back and forth veteran veteran yeah yeah i I interchange them yeah it's fair. It's fair. So what a great topic to discuss. Love honoring our military. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Amanda, you have mm. a weird look on your face. Is everything okay? Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I got like suddenly hot. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm feeling warm. Like I, like I'm going to slip off my shoes. Wow. Hmm. All right, I'm going to cross my legs now. Like I got suddenly hot. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's because you're in your adorably cute store. Or it could be hot flashes. Either way. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Are we there yet? That's all. (laughs) Well, what I was going to say is that you have a special relationship to Veterans Day because Mm -hmm. of who you're married to. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Marcus? Mm-hmm. Married to a veteran, <laughs> Marcus, as Bridget said, um, he, I don't know a lot of people know the story of how he entered in the military, um, but he I'm related at- to him and I don't know the story. <laughs> <laughs> He's not one of those lifers or anything like that. He, at 30 years old, decided to enlist Interesting. because the economy was not doing great. There was definitely a potential. He was not going to have a job and solid income. Um, guaranteed income was very appealing. I mean, it was mm-hmm. during the major recession that we and many of our listeners went through mm-hmm. and it was just seemed like something that um, was an okay thing to do to at least secure housing and secure a paycheck. We weren't wow. going to be homeless and we would have money. So Owen was already born at that time. Oh, and, I didn't yeah, know that. He was a baby. He was two. Like, basically, think of Watson going into the military at that age. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. So it was it was quite an adventure. So much fun. So we up and moved to El Paso, Texas, and that's where we lived for four years. And he just did his four years, and and he was done. And the beauty of that is because of those years, he was able to get his GI bill that allowed him to do his schooling. And now he has a job that he would never have been able to take advantage of getting that program. I mean, any type of pilot program, aviation Mm -hmm. program is outrageously expensive because of all the flight hours that you have to do. And his GI bill provided for all of that. So had we not sacrificed those four years, who knows what we'd be doing today? Mm, that's so, yeah. so crazy. Just an amazing, amazing community. Talk about, you know, the military wives and mm. just all of the sacrifices that military families make. I know this is about, you know, the veteran themselves. However, I don't think a veteran can be 
a super strong soldier or Marine or anything without a super supportive, you know, spouse and family behind them. So true. And I just, it's such a selfless type of give for our country. And I mean, they they just can't get it out of their head. They're just programmed to love our country and defend it. And I'm just grateful. There's so many amazing men and women out there that keep us safe. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm grateful that, um, they have programs and I know the programs are lacking. Don't get me wrong, but that there are programs like the GI bill, um, available so that when they do come out and are, you know, back to civilian status that they have somewhere to go or some, some new road that they can travel, you Mm -hmm. know, outside of the military. Absolutely. Because I can't imagine what it would be like to go from being in service to your country to now I'm just a a civilian Mm -hmm. and that must be just life altering. It is. And you know, one thing that we had that many, many military members don't have is because he joined so late in life, we had already established a home prior to joining. So we had a place to come home to, right? Mm -hmm. Where so many people join at 18 and they go off to serve our amazing country. And when they retire at maybe 38, because now they've got 20 years in already, which just yeah. blows, you know, someone's That's mind. so crazy. Yeah. They don't necessarily have a home anymore. Their home has been many other places. And so their palette of where they can go just is so wide. And it, I would think could be very intimidating for a lot of people when the military has told you how to breathe and how to dress for, you know, maybe 20 years. So yeah. the fact that you can actually maybe get to choose the rest of your life, that can yeah. be a lot of culture shock. Very yeah. much so. So yeah, we so crazy. We knew that we would be coming home, if not just to get our feet back on the ground and then pivot again. But at least we had a place to to come back to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we stayed with my parents. You know, during the transition of looking for a house and stuff like that. So a lot of people again don't have that. But um, I tell you, it's it's a wonderful lifestyle, but it's a hard lifestyle too. And I just I sure. can't say it enough how thankful, I mean, I am and how thankful everyone here, at least on this podcast is mm-hmm. for all those that serve. Yeah. My Definitely. sister was, uh, yep. was in the coast guard. Yeah. Um, she went straight out of high school Interesting. and yeah, it was crazy to me. Like this little baby yeah. just got on a plane and went to boot camp. Oh my gosh, that would just be so hard to do that. Like you, you know, as a at least, you know, from my personal experience, I was so like sheltered and and protected as a child and then graduating high school and then just being like, "Boof, yeah. you're gone. You're off." That would yeah. just be so scary. But you know what? It afforded her a lot of cool opportunities. Um she lived in Traverse City first, which is like Ooh. northern Michigan, for yeah. those of you that don't know. We're from Michigan, so I don't think that was super exciting for her to, mm. to you know, you get into yes. a lot of people get into the military because it does offer <laughs> benefits of, of traveling and seeing yes. the world. And then she gets stationed in Traverse City, Michigan, four hours from where she grew up. <laughs> but they like the same. Right. But from there, she went to Alaska. And Ooh. she, yeah. She was in Alaska for four years. Um, yeah. And then from there, she was stationed in Cape Cod, where she met her now husband mm. and 
she's retired. She's back to civilian life, but, um, yeah, she was able to meet her husband because of her career. So yeah, I she think went from awesome. like gorgeous place to gorgeous place to I gorgeous know. place. Man, that's like, I know and I right think, there. I think she got to go to California too, for a very short time for mm-hmm. some sort of like training. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that part is super cool. Um, that the military, obviously there's, there's a lot of not cool things about it. Um, but the fact that you get to travel and see new things, that's pretty awesome. That's very cool. But what we perceive sometimes as not cool is Mm. what the service member thrives in. That's those are the very things that they enlisted for. That's a very right. good point. So it's it's interesting to you know hear the different perspectives and um, again, I mean, for whatever reason, and a lot of people join the military just to escape their upbringing, right? They yes. maybe are coming from an area that they didn't have all of the amazing opportunities that other areas have, and so it can really land them in a really healthy, positive place of growth, you know, once they remove themselves out from situations. And there was a lot of that. That was one thing that I think I did not realize when we joined, when you get to talking to all these people and where they're from and how some of the places just weren't good, really made you grateful for, you know, any type of benefit that you had growing up. Oh, absolutely. I had friends growing up um, that, you know, went off into various, uh, you know, branches of the military. And whenever they would come home, I mean, I had some friends that were being deployed into Afghanistan and Iraq, and they would come home and they were not (laughs) the same person anymore. Like, not just the fact that like, I can remember watching people go off to like, was it boot camp? Is that what they call like that first initial? And then even just coming home after like the six or eight weeks that that was, and I'm like, wow, you are so grown up, like, especially in like that 18 to 20 range, you know, you, there's so much growth that can happen in such a short amount of time by having like that type of discipline. But then like having people come home from being deployed and stuff, it's just like, whoo, like I had friends that wouldn't even speak of mm-hmm. their time over there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. needed therapy, things like that. Like it was pretty crazy. It was a crazy time. And <laughs> Hopefully, if there is a need, they get it. So many of our service members do not. And it always makes me so sad um, because who would think that going through something like that wouldn't need some sort of, you know, decompression to humanize you again, to be that civilian that you were before going into the military? I mean, it's just unreasonable to think that there wouldn't be a substantial amount of service members that wouldn't need that. So I, I just hope so anyone true. listening who, you know, might need a little bit of support gets it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, to be honest, I think 90% of the population probably needs therapy oh, of some sort yes. to begin with, because we all go through our own trauma yes. throughout our lives, like to go through something like that, like, yes, yeah. please. Even if you don't think you need it, might not be, you know, it might not be a, a bad thing to just go see somebody to talk through some stuff because absolutely some heavy stuff. It absolutely. Is. Um, one of the things I love most about Chris is anytime he sees someone, you know, walking through Meyer and they have the hats on, you know, veteran or Vietnam or whatever. Um, he always stops them and thanks them for their service. And I would say 95% of the time 
they're so honored to have someone care. Mm -hmm. Oh, I could cry thinking about it. Here we go. But we just last night we were at the store and there was a, an older gentleman walking through and he had a hat on. And so Chris stopped him and shook, shook his hand and said, thank you, sir, for your service. And he said, thank you for stopping me and saying that. And more than likely that particular person came home from war to an unwelcoming committee. And I'm grateful that I don't think hopefully in my lifetime or anyone else's lifetime that we'll ever see that type of negative feeling towards our military that tries so hard to keep us safe. I think we all learned a lesson that you might not always agree with the wars. Yeah, but sure. Always support mm -hmm. the service member because well, they they're just doing what they're doing because one, they're told, but they love our country. Well, and they're doing the job that I'm not doing. Yes. Right. 100%. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not signing up to go on the front lines. Nope. Um, they're so much braver and deserve so much more respect mm -hmm. than, than they get. That's for sure. Absolutely. It's just, I'm grateful for anyone who feels called to serve. And I hope, you know, as things change that there's still as many people who feel called to do those jobs yeah. as there always has been. Cause you just never know. I think we oftentimes take those amazing service members for granted and we shouldn't. Sure. No, we shouldn't. I think maybe, um, if you're feeling loud, we could maybe put a little link in our comments, hmm. some, some sort of, um, foundation, maybe wounded warrior project or something along those lines that if you're feeling led to, to give back to our military men and women, maybe you could click the link and just throw them a couple bucks. I know w Wounded Warrior Project um, is a wonderful, wonderful organization, and I'm sure there's more. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have one that you love to support, maybe today on Veterans Day, just go and throw them five bucks, and um, they deserve so much more than that. But whatever we can do, I think mm -hmm. we should do, especially in, in these times. And I just like to say, like, just don't use Veterans Day to thank a service member. Mm, mm. Anytime, such as what Chris does, anytime that you can see that somebody is, you know, a member of our service community, that you just say thank you for your service. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it, it's a, like, it's not a gloomy topic, but like, it's no. a gloomy topic. It's just like a pensive topic, you know, like it yeah, just makes me just, think and it makes me grateful and appreciative and just makes me think. Mm-hmm. It's very does. grateful. Because freedom is not free. No, no. Well, you said so a many, mouthful there. <laughs> <laughs> so many people have died for us to be able to sit here and do this silly little podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not enough. It, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everyone who has served or has supported a service member, thank you for all that you do to continue to keep us safe and everyone else in this country and Absolutely. oftentimes the world. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much for your service. Thanks.